Hi, I'm Emmy. And I'm Mago. And this is the Five Things Podcast. Hi, Mago. Hey, Emmy. Do you recognize where I am right now? Uh, is that my bedroom? No, I'm not in your room today. Is this the Mimbo's room? Okay, why? Well, because uh, Matt and Kiana were evacuated from their house because of the fires in California. Tell people who Kiana is. I'm sure I've mentioned Kiana before. Kiana is our old nanny slash fourth child um, slash house manager. We just recently made her the house manager because she's super organized and she's helping me get organized. Anyway, they're here. They're, they've been staying with us and their dog. So you might hear their dog barking because they have a puppy and he's loud. A she. They have a Oh, puppy. okay. So they're staying in my room, which is why they're you're staying in, in your room. room. Bo's at work, so I'm in his room. It's a little chaotic around here. She has a, a Kiana has a friend coming into town tomorrow, so it's all it's a big party up up in here at the Blakeleys. Sounds like I should just fly in, stop I on by. So. Is she the one that ran over me. the turtle? No, that's Hannah. But yeah, but no, we're so Kiana glad you've been is, listening to the podcast. Kiana, special guest Kiana is the one I probably have not mentioned this, but Kiana is the one that crashed my car once, and <laughs> she's really gonna love this. I mean, <laughs> when she was first babysitting for us, she took my car to take Bo to youth group, and she hit a curb, but like really hard hit a curb and broke my axle. Broke your <laughs> axle. But it's a big joke because we made her, we didn't make her pay for it. Instead, we told her she had to come on our vacation with us for free. Like we weren't going to pay her the whole time. <laughs> and she's like, so I crash your car right. and I get to go on vacation. All right. Wow. <laughs> I hope your other nannies are not listening to this. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's, that's, they're downstairs. It's a little chaos over here too, but I'm in Bo's room, which apparently he just found a giant spider in his room. So I'm, I don't know. Well, I hope, you, I hope you survive that. I know, me too. It's a little traumatic. Okay. Um, Megan, you're not alone. I'm not alone today, which this is the <gasps> first time we've, we've recorded once where you had a special guest and I felt lonely. So now it's yeah. your turn because I have a special yeah. guest sitting next to me, which is my dear friend, Kelly Martin. And Hello, Kelly. Hi. I am so excited about this episode. We've been talking about doing this for so long, but I'll let Kelly introduce herself, but let me just tell you, she's a sommelier, so we're talking about five things about wine, people. Our favorite subject. (laughs) I wish we could cheers. I certainly didn't have to talk Emmy into this topic. No. No. It's easy. Easy sell for me. Easy sell. All right. So, Kelly, why don't you- Introduce yourself better than I did. All right. Well, I'm so excited to be on this. Um, I'm Kelly Martin, and I run Psalm School, which is all about empowering people to confidently raise their glass. And so that's what we're going to jump into today is how to confidently raise your glass at a restaurant. That's my goal for you guys Oh, my gosh. You that's guys so tonight. cool. Is, that is it called Psalm School? Psalm School. S-O-M-M School. Yeah. We'll have her share at the end so, of the episode love it. about all the places yeah. you can find her. But let me just say, I don't think... Kelly quite delved into how awesome she is and how much she knows about <laughs> wine. Like, so Kelly and her husband, Nate, are in our small group at church. And uh-huh. I Wait, mean, her husband's name is Nate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Emmy's married to Nathan. Oh, Me too. Perfect. Well, he's I mean, Nathan. He goes yeah. by Nathan. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I would never think to call Nate Nathan. Only people who don't know him. Yeah. Oh, see, and never. it's the opposite for my Nathan. Most people, only a few people call him Nate. Almost. Well, everyone calls him Nathan. Nate now. Well, now Nate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, anyway, like Kelly is so helpful. So awesome. It's like really hard for me to not text her every time I go into the liquor store <laughs> to get wine because I just want to drink what she recommends because she's never mm. let me down. So this is going to be so good. I've okay, learned well, so much. I'm I, smell my, I sniff my glass now. I taste I know. things. I'm so excited. We've taken a couple of wine tasting classes. And in fact, we recently over COVID did the uh, masterclass on, um, you know, masterclass. <laughs> on wine. By Jeffrey. What's his name? What's his name? Do you know, Kelly? Is this Jeffrey? the one that gets advertised on Instagram? He's yeah. He's like a 50 year old man. Yeah. Yes. I know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I forget I've what his name bad. is. Anyway, we took his masterclass, but. Um, but we watched the Psalm documentary. Which one? Into the bottle? Just, the first one or the second one? We've seen them both. Both. Yeah. So I trained I think under there's those a third guys. one now, isn't them. there? Did you hear you that? You know them? She trained under them, Emmy. No way. Oh, she's the freaking re- real deal. Oh, that is so fun. And okay, we're well, actually we're, um, we're actually drinking wine, so you may hear some clinking. Yes. Jeff, you don't have yeah, to edit those out. But I wish I could clink, really. I'll have to clink the bottle so I can clink something. Rest assured, it's 5.35 p.m. in Denver. It's 4.35 in California. It all is good. All is it's good. It's close enough. But don't, close enough don't get us California. wrong. We would have recorded earlier in the day if that had been possible. Oh, for sure. Okay. We're on wine. We're on wine, Mom. <laughs> My mom's real concerned about that lady. Mama, Mom, wine. Do you want to, are you going to do this first? Like have us taste it or... Yeah, I okay. think we should taste it. I think it. we should, because I'm— Have you I, cheated I it me? Have you tried it? I have not. I haven't no, either. I'm I really want to take a sip. So I want to do that. Okay, yeah. well, first let's smell it, because 80% of okay. your perception of a wine is through your olfactory sense or sense of smell. So we'll take a smell first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mm. Okay, wait. First of all, tell them what we're drinking, because I'm going to have you pronounce this. Oh, so this is Gamay is the grape. It often goes by Beaujolais. I guess it's not mm-hmm. a video, so I shouldn't pick up the bottle. So Beaujolais. Beaujolais <laughs> we do that all the time. <laughs> Beaujolais is a region in France. The grape they grow is Gamay. So in the old world, they call wines based off where they're from, the location or the region. So that's why like it's called Bordeaux or it's called Champagne right. or it's called right. Loire. Burgundy. Or Burgundy, yes. right? Because it's been in on the region. But in the new world, so basically everywhere that's not Europe, they call it off the grape. Because if they call this like a California red, it could literally be anything. Right, gotcha. it doesn't, doesn't mean anything because in the new world we don't like to be told what to do. So you can do whatever you want. Uh, Versus in like Bordeaux, everything is regulated. What you can like grow, super regulated. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it's all regulated. So when they call it Beaujolais, you know it's Gamay because there's nothing okay. else it could legally be. Gotcha. So you have to know your regions in the old world. Oh my so gosh. that's it's Beaujolais. We could end right the there. Is Gamay. We could I end know, right I there. I feel like that right. just blew my mind because I'm always I know that they're like super specific. Like I know Champagne has to be from like the Champagne region. I know that part. But I never thought of why that doesn't happen. Like we were, I was in Nashville with some girlfriends this last weekend, and we were drinking something, and we were talking about this, and she was like, "I think that's a champagne." I'm like, "No, it can't be because it's not from Champagne, right?" Yeah, it's very true. It's because it was- there's such a long history of it over there, right? Like they've yeah. been doing, they've been growing grapes and making wine for hundreds of years, versus we've been doing it for like a couple decades, and yeah. so they have such a long history. They know what does well where, and so they've codified it into law. That's so fascinating. Love it. That's so fascinating. But you're right. Wine people in Anything Europe, that's I love it. Champagne-ish that's not from Champagne is just called traditional method. Oh, so now gosh. you can now you can sound like you know what you're talking about. Now I'm gonna drop that knowledge that's, next yeah, time I'm are. with my girlfriends. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, so what do you guys smell? Okay, oh, I, well, right. when I first okay. smelled, I smelled like uh, yeasty. 
Mm, yeah. Wines are either fruit-driven or earth-driven. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that when they're from the old world, they typically are more earthy. And so that would so be yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say this tasted earth-driven. You, I mean, you were not. You were not, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought. Okay. Well, and do you know, Kelly taught me this, and now it makes me kind of look like mm. a weirdo, but she told me oh, you have a, a, a nostril, a dominant nostril. Like, oh, so one oh. of them is going to be like oh. strong, like better suited mm. for sniffing your wine. Mm. I think it's my right. I, I wish people could see. I wish people could see what was happening right now because <laughs> Megan, <laughs> Megan is trying to just stick one nostril in I her wine know. glass. This is basically in my glass. Okay, <laughs> what do you smell, Emmy? Well, I. Oh, I always feel like I get this wrong when I smell things. Hold on. Oh, now I'm spilling. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm feeling pressure. To so do you smell question. any fruits? Mm. This wine is a favorite of sommeliers. So Gamay is a light-bodied red, and it's very okay. similar to Pinot in a lot of ways, but it doesn't have the price point of Pinot. And that's something we're going to talk about when we dive into how to order at a restaurant. But this one is going to have a lot of similarities to Pinot. So you think think like red fruits. Fruit on a red wine is either going to be red, blue, or black. Come on, Emmy. Okay, think of so some red fruits. Do Just I smell take... some cherry? Yeah. <gasps> ding, 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 ding. Oh, I don't smell cherry. <laughs> red or black cherry? I would say black cherry. Black cherry. Am would I you wrong? say it's fresh, dried, or candied? Oh, gosh. Those are difficult <laughs> Like when you said it, what did you say? Okay. Oh, my gosh. I mean. I, I would say I can't see fresh. your face. Is your whole nose in your glass? Yeah, it was. Sorry. <laughs> Where'd she go? <laughs> I oh my just, gosh, we haven't even sipped it yet. I know. Seriously. Okay. okay how about um? How about? Hold on. Hold on. And we always cracked up on when we were watching Psalm on the stuff they would say. Like they would say like pencil shavings and like Kelly, le- shoe leather. Kelly told me that a lot of Sauv Blancs taste like cat urine. Or smell like cat urine. New Zealand Sauv Blancs. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah, oh. it's an indicator. It's on the wheel. Thing. It's on the tasting wheel. That just confirms why I don't like Sauv Blancs. And I heard you're I a Chardonnay like person. I am a Chardonnay person. I don't really know many of those people. <laughs> None of my friends really like Chardonnay. So no ABCs. Yeah. It works out for me, though, because I get the whole bottle then. <laughs> I drink it with you to be nice. I like it. You do. I like it. You do. And Kiana likes it too. Yeah. But like this weekend, the girls I was with, none of them like it. So I got two bottles of Chardonnay all to myself. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll post a picture of this bottle on our Instagram so that yeah. you'd like to follow along with okay, our Okay. Definitely. For realsies, I got some cherry there. I, I smell yeah. some spice. I think, I feel like, I feel like that was... I feel like that's fresh cherry. Am I smelling fresh cherry? Cherry. I okay. think it's fresh too. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I think it's definitely fresh. I think there's red cherry in it too. Do you smell red cherry too? Yeah. Okay. I think there could be red yeah. and black. Spice. Yeah. What kind of spice? Like black pepper, baking no. spices, turmeric. What what level mm-hmm. of spice? Not, are you I don't smell peppery. Is it baking spices? No. This one. This yeah. one's not super like peppery sweet. to me. I feel like there's like, a little bit of pepper. Is this so boring for people to listen to? I don't know, but I'm having fun. <laughs> I mean, what Kelly's going to say is fascinating, but I'm like, are people like, okay. All right, get on with the wine tasting. Maybe we should just start sipping it and let Kelly okay. talk. Okay. Okay, so try it and see if it tastes like it smells. Okay. Okay. Mm. What do you think? Whoa. It's like a, f- a flavor explosion. That's a lot oh, going on. Oh, wow. 
Well, no, at first. Yeah. Like, like the beginning, mm-hmm. it was like a lot happening. And then as I swallowed, it was like lighter. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I feel like it's drier than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Like so it. by drier, do you mean no sweetness or do you mean it doesn't I taste I guess I mean fruity? it has more tannins, right? The tannins. So the wine is definitely dry, so there's no sugar. But I think you're probably okay. meaning like it doesn't taste as fruity as you thought. Because your brain yeah, but it's fruity like fruity yeah. with sugar. I feel like it's like more like, does that make sense? The tannins, <laughs> yes. The tannins, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tannins are one of, the, one of the elements of structure of a wine. So tannin, when you taste, there's two kinds of tannin you can get. Tannin comes from the grape skins and the seeds. And you would get grape tannin kind of mid-palate. Like if you stick out your tongue and you put your finger back as far as you can, that's where you get grape tannin. Is that where you're feeling that like? Okay. Is that where you get yeah. that? Yeah. And then if you get tannin here on the teeth where you feel like I need to, you know, use my mm, lips to get okay. something off my teeth, that's oak tannin. Oh, interesting. Okay. Two yeah, different this kinds is definitely of grape tannin then, right? It's definitely grape tannin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it gives that drying do sensation. Do, what kind of wines do they do they oak? Is it just Chardonnay? Oh, no. Most, well, uh, that's not, a lot of wine is oaked. So most okay. red wines see some form of oak. The higher you spend, the more you spend on a bottle of wine, the more likely it's all oak because oak is expensive. Okay. An oak yeah, barrel yeah. can cost somewhere between $600 and $2,400 for one barrel. Whoa. And it's new once. After that, it's used. Oh, I was just so, going to ask you, how long can they use it, though? Well, the, it depends. So if you okay. read a bottle, it'll often say, like, 40% in new French oak, which the assumption, therefore, is the other 60% is in conditioned or used. But, okay. mo- like, high-end places will use, like, two, three, maybe four years. It depends on the style of winemaking that they're looking for, but huh. not very long, considering how much it costs. I mean, you can keep so using it, but there's no flavor at that point. I feel like the, like, unoaked are so trendy right now, but I don't care for the unoaked. I like oaked. But it's like, is that just because it's less expensive or and they're trying to make it trendy because it's less expensive? <laughs> you kind of saw a pendulum <laughs> shift, especially in like California. Because yeah. you're, in, you're in Southern California, right? Yeah. yeah. So in yeah. California, California Chardonnays went from this like a couple of decades ago where they were super big oak bombs, where there was just like mm-hmm. so much like butter and baking mm. spice that you couldn't even taste the fruit. That's what she likes. Mm. That's what I like. <laughs> you're a Rombauer girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that's my favorite. Classic. So they, yeah. that was like the style that all California Chardonnays were made in in a while. And so then now that it's just the pendulum swinging the other okay. way. So now they're like, yeah, yeah. oak is bad. We're going to go no oak. Yeah. But the most expensive Chardonnays in the world see like a ton of oak. Okay. Like if you drink a Burgundy, see. which costs $3,000, which is nothing for some Burgundies, that's seen a ton of oak. But it's okay, good oak. It. Like it's integrated. So oak doesn't have to be over the top because if it's integrated into the wine well, it can be used. You can see a lot of oak without it being like, oh, this is so oaky. Okay. I'm just drinking while you guys are talking. I know. You're just over there drinking your wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just tell your friends mm-hmm. that next time. Say the most expensive mm. Chardonnay is the oak. Okay. I feel like it I tastes like it. a little peppery now once I drink it. Yeah. A yeah. Black I, pepper. I, I More agree. peppery than I smelled. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. have a glass of this with us if you'd like to see if you taste oh my what gosh. taste. Be so fun. this we is the Louis Jadot Beaujolais for those right. listening. Yeah. It's inexpensive and readily available. Yeah. It should be like 10 bucks Maybe a we should post a picture of this a few days before we oh, that's um, a good post idea. this. And then people could get it and drink along with us as we're talking. I would like that. I would like that a lot. <laughs> we won't even judge you if it's not 530 where you're drinking. Right. But just don't do it in the car. Right. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> All right, Kelly, let's jump into, I'm so excited about this. 
I, she's told me a little bit about ordering at restaurants, but I know I'm going to learn a ton. Okay. So when you go to a restaurant, it can be a super intimate order wine, right? Like you get this big book yes. and it's organized one of a million ways. Like sometimes they order it, organize it by the region, sometimes by the grape, sometimes by like the structure of it. It'll say like light-bodied, fruity, right? So you never right. know kind of what you're going to get. And it can be hard to know like, okay, I'm going to spend some money and I want to make sure I'm going to like what I get. And so right. how do I know I'm getting a good deal and I'm getting something that I'm going to like? So that's what we're going to talk about. That is so okay. good oh, because so I I am very overwhelmed when I go to a restaurant <sighs> and I want a glass too. of wine and it's like pages and pages pages yeah. and pages. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's like flipping through a Me book too. And usually you're spending as much on a glass as you would spend normally on a bottle. So you're like you want to make, make it worth sure it. Okay, like so it. Kelly's gonna help yes. us when you're okay, overwhelmed awesome. by all the choices. Exactly. Okay, so my first thing is drink something like this. So this is Gamay, right, which I mentioned earlier is similar to Pinot. It's a light body red without the price point. So you want to order a varietal you haven't heard of. That's the number one tip I can give you. Isn't that so helpful? She told me that a little bit ago. I kind of had a sneak peek, and I've been doing that. Oh, I love that tip. So varietal is just fancy for a grape type. So like Chardonnay is a varietal, Pinot is a varietal, Gamay. Don't forget Sauvignon. Sauvignon is a varietal. I love Sauvignon. I love Chardonnay. I know you do. We drink a lot of both. Mm. We drink a lot. I mean, within reason. That out, uh, Kelly <laughs> has a, by the way, Kelly has like a freaking amazing wine cellar. I would call it the tarp. I mean, we, no, we call it the grill room because it's just a blue tarp. Like oh, she has a sectioned off base. Yeah. Section of her basement. But like the girl worked in the oh, wine industry awesome. for years and years. So she has a lot of Listen, nice wine. If I had gone to all that effort to become a sommelier, right. you better bet your bottom dollar. I would have an amazing wine so We love having cellar. dinner at Nate and Kelly's house because yeah, we go to the grill room. Amazing. Yeah. We go to the grill yeah. room. Okay, I love it. Anyway, sorry. Okay, so number one, order a varietal you haven't heard of. So the reason this is important is because this is where the deals are on a wine list. So when you go into a restaurant, the the people who are putting together the wine list there, whether it's a sommelier or the general manager or whoever it is, they know that Cabernet is going to sell. They don't have to do anything to sell it. They know that Chardonnay is going to sell. They know that Pinot Noir is going to sell, right? Even Merlot, right? The ones that people can say, they can pronounce them. They've heard of them. That's true. I am intimidated by a wine I cannot pronounce. Just point. Totally. Yeah, okay. I do that. Yeah. I can't. There's plenty of language on there. I have no idea how to pronounce okay. it. Just point. All right. Oh, Pointing's nice. Good. Pointing is acceptable, right. guys. Acceptable. acceptable. You heard it here first. So when you order a, a big name varietal, you're basically paying for that name. So those names of themselves have become marketing tools. So Chardonnay itself is a marketing term. Cabernet itself sure. is a marketing term. So they can charge more for those just because they know they're going to move, right? Like they know mm-hmm. people are going to order those. So if you order a varietal you haven't heard of, most likely it's going to be a better deal because they can't upcharge based on the name because you don't even know what the name is anyway. So it's not like a benefit to the wine. So a lot of the deals are hidden kind of in those varietals that you haven't heard of. So it's more bang for your buck. Mm. More bang for the buck. Isn't that fascinating? That's amazing. Like it makes complete sense, but I would have never thought of that. No. And this is And I would be too intimidated to order something that I didn't know. Right, because it's risky. It seems risky. Yeah. But it's actually way less risky because if you don't like it, I mean, you haven't spent as much money. You haven't spent as much, uh, nearly as yeah. much. Like it could be half yeah. for the same wine by the glass. Well, okay. Oh, wow. And I'm sorry, okay. I did not look at your list. So just uh, tell me if this is one of your numbers. But like, <laughs> I'm assuming, do most servers want to talk? Like, is it okay if you ask some questions? Like, do they Absolutely. want to talk about the wine? Mm-hmm. I'll get into this in a little bit. And number four. Okay. A little bit. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> 
I'll talk about that. Okay. It depends on the restaurant. How well, because you know, different restaurants have different education levels in terms of the right. and wine. And wine is hard, right. right? There's like, there's a reason that getting to be a sommelier is not an easy process. Okay. Um, right. So definitely not all of the staff will have, but hopefully somebody on the staff, they could send them to the table, even if your person's not. Ooh, that would be feel fancy. Be like, we'll have our yeah. sommelier yeah. come talk to you. Okay, so it. if you're the kind of person that's like, no, I like my Chardonnay or I like my Cabernet and I am going to stick with the varietal that I know and I like, there's still hope for you on a wine list. Okay. Oh, so this is my number excellent. two. She's so okay. good. So, good, the transition I there. I like that. We don't do that. Podcaster. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we have to find out more topics Kelly can talk about. <laughs> oh, I got a lot. <laughs> okay, so number two is you want to order a region you haven't heard of. So oh, Napa Cab, okay. right, is going to be like top dollar on a menu because they right. know it's going to sell. You know, Napa right. Valley itself, the same as with the bridal, it's become a marketing tool. Right. Napa Valley You just or assume Bordeaux, it's going to be good. Right. Okay. But like a South African Cabernet, much l- less ordered, much less heard of, and you can find really great values there. So if you're like, this okay. is the bridal I want to drink, look for it from a region that you haven't heard of or that you've never had that wine from. Gotcha. So like an Australian cab or South African cab or Chilean cab, right? There's a lot of those. Same with Chardonnay. So there's, you know, great Chardonnay coming from South America. Uh, There's great Chardonnay coming from Australia. There's some Chardonnays coming from New Zealand, right? So if you're ordering these lesser known regions, you can get much better bang for the buck versus ordering Napa Chardonnay Mm -hmm. or Sonoma Chardonnay, which they're fabulous, right? Like there's a reason that people can charge a lot for that because they're really good and they're done really well, but you're going to pay top dollar because those regions are marketing terms the same way the names of those popular varietals are marketing terms. That is such a good hack. I love it. I love that too. You know, you're getting good bang for the buck. Yeah. I'm totally going to remember that. Yeah. That's really cool. That's, I I would not have ever, I would, I would have assumed like, I don't know, would have maybe... Are you talking, or is my video delaying you? I don't know. I thought maybe you'd had too much wine. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Are we frozen? Well, you aren't now. You were, like, you weren't saying, I couldn't hear you saying anything, but your lips were moving, but I think (laughs) that the video had, like, (laughs) isn't that like a Megan Trainor song? Your lips are moving. Oh, I don't know. Oh, gosh. I just figured out I can lift this stupid chair up. (laughs) (laughs) I was so low to the ground. Wow. In this dumb we could desk be there for that moment of discovery. Oh, that feels that feels a lot better. Okay. Sorry. Are my lips moving? Yeah, you're moving. We're better. You're moving in sync with okay. the sound now. We're back, no, everyone. I was, just, I was saying that I feel like I might my thought would be either that like something from a region I hadn't heard of is gonna be terrible, or mm-hmm. that it's gonna be like way higher end and it's not gonna be something that I would wanna have. What would you say to that? So when a restaurant's putting together their wine list, they have a lot of distributors that are coming to them and saying, like, try my 15 wines. And this is happening on a daily basis where these people are coming, Mm -hmm. like, every week they're coming in and sampling them on new wines. So it's not like the restaurant is short on choices. So they're not going to pick stuff to put on their wine list that's not good. I mean, it is is possible, but it's very unlikely. I mean, like at Chili's. In a good restaurant. I mean, so even, like, a big-name restaurant – like Chili's, right, with, like, a lot of locations, that's, they're working with kind of, like, bigger wineries, typically. And so the, like, low man on the totem pole in the store is not the one making those calls. Like, corporate's making those calls. Okay. So, like, the distributors are going to corporate, and that's who's making the calls. I see. So 
there, it is possible there won't be great stuff, but they have so much choice. I wouldn't worry that like it's going to be something yeah. bad. different than if you walk into like your local liquor store. Like that is definitely possible that there'll be some not good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Right. But at a restaurant, like they have to stock it, they have to buy it. And so if they're not going to be able to move it, they're not going to do that. Yeah. So they know that it's pretty, it's good enough to sell. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to try something new at a restaurant. For, exactly. their, for the record, I do not eat at Chili's. But I do not judge anyone that's oh. listening if they do. I do. And you do? I like chilies. Yeah, we love Bo and I love chilies. Okay. Well, I don't judge you. Listen, the chips and salsa, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Next time get some wine with that. Oh, well, I usually get a Shirley Temple at Chili's, oh, but maybe I'll try. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's just as it should be. Just as it should be. Oh my right. god. I mean I'm not I'm not like I, I know that it's chilies. I'm not gonna like you know, think I'm getting a great meal at chilies, but <laughs> next can- time next time we're together, we're going to chilies. Okay, done. What if you're like neither of those are my problem? You know, like I'm mm-hmm. not really worried about that, but I am in the situation where I've got I'm with some girlfriends and we all like different things and we're all eating different things. So like if yes. we were out to, if the three of us were out to dinner and Meg, you had, um, say you got like salad with salmon. Oh, I would totally Amy, what, order that. What would you order if you were out? Um, I would order some kind of chicken. So you would order chicken? With like risotto. Or fish. Oh, okay. Or fish. Yeah, I like a white body. Okay, but for, in the, in yeah. this example, I'm eating salmon and salad. Mm-hmm. You're eating chicken and risotto. What are you eating? Yeah. I'm going to make it hard. So I'm going to eat short ribs. Ooh, that sounds very delicious. different than everybody else. All right. Okay. So you're in this situation and everybody is ordering and eating something very different. It's going to be hard to find a wine that can go with all of that, right? Because yeah. normally, like, Emmy, for you, you're drinking or you're eating uh, chicken with risotto. So that's, you want, like, something like a Chardonnay. That would be a great meal with that because it's, like, a medium body. But there's a reason know, I like chicken and risotto. Yeah. It goes perfect with mm-hmm. the wine that you normally drink. Yeah. Versus, like, if, you know, Mego had salmon and her salad with that Chardonnay, that green of the salad, that astringency is going to be really hard. That bitterness is going to be hard to pair with with that Chardonnay. So it's going to make the Chardonnay taste bad. And then my short ribs, I'm not even going to be able to taste the Chardonnay, right? Because it's getting washed out because my short ribs are so powerful. I know why. Because it's like fatty, kind of fatty and fatty, right? Yes. Yes. She's taking my mastering food and wine pairings class. See how much I've learned? I love it. Gold star. You win. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) So if you're in that situation, champagne is the answer. Sparkling. Oh. Yes. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Champagne is the answer. Sparkling. Is number the answer. three. Number three, champagne is the answer. I yes. love it. Yes. That should be I a t-shirt. It. Mm-hmm. It should. So sparkling wine goes with everything. And by champagne, mm. we were talking about this a little bit beforehand, right? So mm-hmm. champagne is a region, but the style of sparkling wine is traditional method. So if it says traditional method, it just means it comes from a different region, even within France, right? If it, it could still be French It can still sparkling. be swanky and fancy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? So any kind of traditional method sparkling. So because this okay. acid in sparkling wine is really high, and acid is your best friend in food and wine pairings. Acid. Best friend, like us, Emmy. Yeah. Like, you guys should always like drink Acid and food. We should. Let's have, Next time we're on. together, we're going to have some sparkling. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. So it'll go with everything. Why, why is okay. that? Because it's super high in acid. I just told you. Well, I want more information. <laughs> so acid's going to go with acid. <laughs> okay. So it'll work with your salad. At okay. the same time, acid cuts through fat. So it's going to work with your risotto and chicken. And same okay. with mine. So it's going to cut through the fat of my short ribs. 
So that acid is going to cause a lot of lifting to the dish. And so it's going to pair well versus trying to do like more compete. than it can. Right. Because with if you had a That's Chardonnay, so- it could get washed out. Right. There's not a, You need something like screaming acid. I love that tip because who doesn't like champagne? Right. So that's such a great idea. Get a bottle of champagne mm-hmm. when you're with your friends and you're all eating something. And different. would you say any sparkling? I would say traditional method. So there's different types of sparkling. Okay. So like Prosecco mm-hmm. is a different is made in a different way. I love Prosecco. Right. Prosecco is great. But Prosecco tends to be like lighter, fruitier, peachier, mm-hmm. right? Versus traditional method, sparkling tends to be like richer, yeastier, and mm-hmm. nuttier. So you want okay. kind of that depth. Gotcha. So what would it say on the menu? Would it be under champagne? Or no. would it say, no, no it's, it's going to say what? Sparkling white. Sparkling. Yeah. Sparkling yeah. wine. Okay. And just look okay. in the tag, like in the name, it should say somewhere like traditional method. Because there's also like, oh. there's an ancestral method, right? There's a cremant method. There's all these different methods. So oh look for God. traditional method. Know. Plus, you, you plus your this. server brings it over and you get to hear that pop. Oh, Hopefully you don't. Just, just always You're sing? actually supposed to hear the nun's fart. What? Yeah. When you open a bottle of sparkling well, it should sound like a nun farting. Like <laughs> like they're keeping it in? Like they're yeah. trying to hide it? Really? Yeah, like just Why? Like a little whisk. Well, why do we always pop it? Because we just don't it's know better. It's a show. Oh. But a good server, you shouldn't hear it when it opens. I mean, it should sound like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very little. Who knew? That yeah, also needs to be me. a t-shirt. The nun's and part. I used to be a server. Uh- <laughs> Did you serve? I mean, I'm assuming you served wine. Like people used to ask I, you about wine. I could, yes, I did serve. Did you wine. just make stuff and I up. I could, I could open. I was only 18, but we were allowed to open wine. Couldn't pour anything else, but we could pour wine because we could open a bottle at, at table side. Interesting. So that's how I learned how to open wine. It was because I, I was a server. I had to learn how to open a she bottle. Worked well, at like, but she worked at like a cute little seafood restaurant. Ooh. In, yeah, on the coast. Yeah, in the harbor. Yeah, in the harbor down by us. Yeah, but. I don't think I ever had to open anything sparkling. I don't remember that. Because hmm. I'm terrible. Terrible at that, by the way. Well, even if I, I'm watching a movie and they go to open it wrong, my husband laughs because I'll be, like, cringing and, like, jerking my face away because <laughs> there's a reason you open it a certain way. That thing is – there's more pressure in that bottle than in your car tire. Oh, Like, wow. there's a lot of pressure in that bottle. So there's a reason that you need to keep your hand on it and, like – not control the release. I, a lot of have pressure. people ever died? Have people ever died by There should be a podcast bottle? about that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wonder. Okay, well, I, I went to a class at Kelly's house once on sparkling. Yeah. And oh there was a bottle that we couldn't, <laughs> we, there was a bottle that we could not open. And you were saying that it meant it could be bad or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Because of the, oh. the, way, the cork, if it was like a cheap cork or the pressure of the bottle. And I was like, Seven months pregnant. So yeah. I was like, I'm not getting near that. that yeah, she explode. was pregnant. And so I was like, I'll do it. And I am like terrified of opening sparkling wine. Like, we had done all too. the tricks. We had like left it like alone outside. We just like took the cage off, left it. We didn't like, we broke all the rules, but like tried all of the like hacks for getting it open. We did. And I was like, I'm going to do this for Kelly because I love her so much. And, and it was our best bottle out of the tasting. Did you try the sword method? Well, we didn't want to, you lose a lot of liquid when you do that. We didn't have a the sword. Saber, the saber. We didn't saber <laughs> it. We could have sabered it. But I opened it by like whacking it against her cherry tree, like the trunk oh, of the tree, right? Yeah, and I got it open. Gosh. Got it open. It's kind of like. Good job, Mega. I mean, I'd put that in like top 10 moments of my life, <laughs> which is kind of sad. But I did it. I overcame my fear. And it was oh, delicious. I'm you would have definitely missed out if you had not opened it. Mm. So good. You're basically a sommelier. I think so. Just by that. I feel like I should get a certificate. Right, I would say so. 
Um, speaking of sparklings, I have gotten to have a bottle of Dom Perignon one time. Did you love it? I didn't really like champagne. I like it more now, but then I didn't really like it that much. But we had yeah, what was the a occasion? friend at the time. What? What was the occasion? We were friends with a guy that is in the band Lincoln Park, and they have a big Christmas, um, ugly Christmas sweater party every year, and so we were at that party, and she was like, let's open a bottle of Dom Perignon, and I was like, sweet, because I was young and broke. There was no chance I was going to get to taste that on my own, but I was surprised at what a big difference it does make to have a really good bottle. I mean, I don't know why that surprised me, but it did. Oh, I would be, I mean, yeah, I could see being surprised, but just like yeah. noticing a difference. Yeah. Yeah. But the smaller the bubble, right, Kelly? The smaller the bubble? Yes. The smaller the bubble, the better the wine. Look at you, you little brown noser. Wow. I'm so impressed. I didn't know that. Is that in the movie? <laughs> no, I I don't. She was born knowing do that. I know that. Oh my God. I don't know how, I don't remember if. Someone said that that night. I don't know. I learned it somewhere. Yes. That's one of my top things I teach when I teach about sparkling wine. The smaller the bubble, the better the wine because of how it's made. So the smaller the bubble means the bottle has had more time or the liquid has had more time in the bottle. So sparkling wines undergo two fermentations, right? They make the wine, then they put it in the bottle, they add more yeast, they add more sugar, and that's how you get the bubbles in the bottle. So the longer they leave that before they like finish it, which is a different story, the bubbles have time to break down and integrate with the liquid. So the okay. smaller they are, the longer they last, the better the wine. And that's why you use a flute, so you can show off how small your uh, bubbles are. Oh, uh, okay. Except coops are really trendy right now, and I'm trying to convince Nate to buy me some. Coops? But I have a, yes. What's that? Do you it's, know what that is? It's the champagne glass that is like if you held your fist oh, open. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be shaped like Marie Antoinette's left breast, I believe. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. So they're really oh, trendy, but breast. he won't buy Just her one. left? I think I have Just something like that. Just her left breast? I think it's the left. They have her the original right, her one. Her right breast that was maybe. shaped differently? It's fascinating. I don't know Are about we that. saying breast? Sure are, Emmy. Yeah. Breast. <laughs> booby. <laughs> left booby. Oh, my gosh. What? A, what a legacy. <laughs> I know. I Can you want, imagine? I want Chardonnay glasses to be shaped like my right breast. <laughs> <laughs> If in a hundred years they're like, oh, these are shaped like Emmy Blakely's right breast. <laughs> love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, your birthday is coming up. I'll see what I can do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that Thank jewelry you. designer you had could probably do that. Right? Mm. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she could. What's it? What did you call it? <laughs> a coop. A coop. Like a chicken I coop. A coop. Okay. Well, I hope you get them from... It's not likely. Nate. He's always making me get rid of glasses. I have a lot. Um, she has a lot. You but I use them for different things. She, yeah, yeah, she sure. has like the right glass for everyone, which is, I'm sure, it. a class she offers. Yes. Oh. I talk about it in some of my classes. Sorry, I was I fixing it. I was still thinking about the right breast class. Oh, my gosh. I mean, how long are these classes? Can I take a class when we're out next time? Yes. Of course. I do them virtually now. Thank you, COVID. Oh. So you can take I it in California. I come out there. Yeah. No, but you should. You should. Totally it's richer if you're in person. They are. They are. I'm person. sure. So in person sure. and virtual. But yeah, there's 75 minutes. And I oh offer public gosh. and private. And there's all kinds of things <gasps> you can learn. I this. I'm going to do one. I'm going to have my girlfriends over and we're going to take a class from some school. They're so I great. I would love that. I would love they're that. so great. And oh I was gosh, kidding. So I only said they're richer in person because I want you to come out here. I know. Well, obviously. We'll do both. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. And then we can compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So four is decide your price point. Oh, so when you look okay. at a wine list, it can be super intimidating, right? Because the prices can range from probably $30 for a bottle up to, you know, depends on what kind of restaurant you're at. But Several hundred. Maybe hundred yeah. at a, a normal restaurant, right? Or a regular yeah. restaurant. But a, a lot. So there are good wines to be had at every price point. So don't feel like you have to spend a lot of money to get a good wine. So you can spend $30 mm, or $40 right. and get something that's decent. For a bottle. For a bottle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the restaurant. So just ask your SOM, right? That's when we talked about, like, should you utilize the staff? Ask them, say, like, this is my price point and embrace it. What would you recommend at that price Ooh, point? Ooh, I love that question. That's great. Because yeah. they're going to know. Like, they're going to know what the good stuff is at that price point, And you're not the only one that's going to have asked them that. So don't feel embarrassed or feel like you have to mm-hmm. be pushing into that, something you're uncomfortable with in order to drink something. Yeah. Good. So utilize the staff and decide your price point. So I have a question for you. So do so I. So do typically, I. I'll get in line. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So typically a bottle is like five glasses, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so if four. you have two couples, a bottle will give you all a glass, a good glass. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, it's like okay. four good glasses, five. So I'm okay. gonna want a little bit more glasses. Right. Sure. That's exactly I mean, what I was maybe, gonna ask. Is like maybe three good glasses when you should do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to ask is, like, when you should order a bottle versus, yeah, you know, getting a glass. Always. Always? <laughs> you should always order a bottle. Because if you were to get a glass of wine and I was to get a glass of the wine, we're going to pay more than if we just ordered a bottle. Oh, because it's the way, basically, right. for the restaurant, if they have to open that bottle, they need to cover their cost. Right. That was so my other question. They're covering their cost with one glass of wine. That was my other question, but I didn't want to keep interrupting you. But I'm curious, like, I've always been curious how it works at a restaurant. Like, if I order... Yeah, a glass of wine that they didn't have open, and they have to open it just to serve me. Like, what do they? How that's does why that work? It, that's why it costs so much because they've got to make sure they've at least covered their cost with your glass of wine, okay. and then hopefully with when somebody glass. else orders it. But that night, like, would they glass. serve? Yeah. Like, is it ever possible that you would go to a restaurant and get like a glass from a bottle they opened the night previous? Oh, definitely. But a bottle the night previous is not bad. And nowadays, there's so many different right. um, ways they have of accessing that liquid. If they have a Corvin, if it's something really nice, right? Which is like one of those like needle things where they stick it in the bottle and right. get it out that way. Oh, um, I didn't know what that was. And wine does change the moment you open it. But the next day, like wineries, well, if you go to a tasting room, mm-hmm. some of that wine was open the day before at most wineries. That's that's oh, considered really? standard. I mean, some will throw it out, but okay, maybe I'll start asking. Most, don't. most I'm gonna will be like, it for one day. Did you just did you when, open this? When was this yeah. bottle open? How old is this wine? But it is a gamble because you're you're banking on the quality of their staff to throw it out after two days. Right, that's right. what I wonder. Okay, well, I have to tell you, I have to tell you guys. So I, this weekend when I was out in Nashville, I got to see a friend of mine, Donna, who used to live here, and now she moved to Nashville a couple years ago. And she was making fun of me because when she's a little bit older than me, so she's far more sophisticated than I am. So when she when she used to live out here, she used to work for me. And I would, like, offer her a glass of wine, and she'd taste it, and she'd be like, Emmy, when did you open this? And I'd be like, I don't, like, last Thursday. It's fine. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so she was still, like, making fun of me, and she was, like, saying, oh, well, you wouldn't even. I'm like, no, Donna, now. I'm like, listen, I didn't drink that much wine then. I didn't know I had to drink it so fast, but now it's not a problem. I can easily get through a bottle of wine in two nights. Uh, no problem. Yeah, no problem at all. <laughs> this this never comes up anymore. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not an issue. But I do have now, uh, like, one of those pumping stoppers. Is it worth it, oh, the yeah. pumping stopper? There Good are question. lots of gadgets. And if you have one, yeah. embrace it if you already own it. If you don't have it, I would say no need to spend the money. Buy wine instead. 
Yeah. So mm. they're all about getting oxygen out, but the wine right. is going to start to be affected no matter what. Once That's why you decant wine, right? You want oxygen to interact with the liquid because that's how you get right. all the aromas off of it. So I think the, a good general rule is just like even if you throw the cork back in or um, there's like certain kind of closures, which are great, which maybe you can put my website on. Mm-hmm. I have two closures that I really like. Like one for still bottles and you can use it for anything and you can leave the bottle on its side in your fridge, which is key because how Whoa. much door space do we all have? Oh, yeah. And then a sparkling yeah. one. And that really is all you need in terms of closures. Everything else is kind of okay. um, gadgety. And then just stick in the fridge. Even if it's a red bottle, stick in a fridge because yeah. the same way that a fridge slows down your food aging, it will also slow down oh, your bottle aging. We always so, leave our red on the counter. I do two days for a red. In the three fridge. to four for a white. And then it's then I wouldn't drink it after that. Then you make mold wine. Okay, that's crazy. So if you haven't use it, but I wouldn't say like necessary. Truly, the only reason I bought it is because I needed a small stopper because my door in my fridge I can't fit the bottles under with the cork in them. Yes. So I needed like a stopper that was going to be short, and that one had this nice little stopper. That's why I bought it. Well, she's saying embrace it. I'm embracing <laughs> it, and I I like to pump it. Okay, are we ready for number five? I am, but I don't want this episode to be over. So reluctantly, yes. Okay, number five, since it's the last one, is also the last of your meal. If you're going to drink with dessert, the wine needs to be sweeter than the dessert. As in, don't drink cab with your chocolate cake. Okay. the biggest misnomer in the wine industry is cab and chocolate. They do not work. And they don't work. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, okay, so wine structurally has a handful of elements, right? You have sweet, which is the fruity, like when we smell cherries on our gamay, mm-hmm. right? So even if there's not residual sugar, that sweetness, that fruitiness, your your brain translates to sweetness. So you have sweetness, you have acidity, you have tannin. We talked about that drying mm-hmm. sensation, mm-hmm. right? You have the alcohol. And so, and then you have the weight of the wine. Like how is it light or mm-hmm. heavy, right? So you have these elements. So... With some things, they build, such as bitterness. So like with your salad, your salmon salad that you're having, that bitterness builds. So you have to be <laughs> careful of adding in more bitterness. Who knew? But mm. with sweetness, like cancels like. That's why you have to like eat increasingly sweet things to get the same like sugar high, right? So like cancels like with sweetness. And so if you're drinking cab with your dessert, like cancels light. So you've just removed the sweetness from your wine and you're mm-hmm. left with acid, uh. Alcohol, which is heat, tannin, and then weight. No. It's disgusting. Uh, yeah. It makes the chocolate taste awesome, but it makes the cab taste terrible. Right. And the wine is oh. probably more expensive than the cake. Absolutely. Right. For so sure. So if we're going to drink Definitely with dessert, better. the wine needs to be sweeter than the dessert. Well, I love, I actually okay, love a sweet wine. That's why you drink a port. port. That's Ooh. why you drink a port. Or sparkling, right? Dessert. Sparkling has residual yep. sugar in it. Ooh, I've never thought you, like, I always feel like you start with sparkling. Sparkling can go through I the know. whole meal. Yes. From appetizer, entree to dessert. I mean, well. I feel like what we've learned tonight is we should all be drinking champagne all the time. <laughs> and it's a good rule to live by. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love that. That's so good. So those are my five tips on how to order and drink at a restaurant. Oh, my gosh. Like a boss. Those were so good. I feel like that really is going to change the way I eat at a restaurant right now. Well, truly, like, since Kelly shared some of that with me, I usually – I used to order – uh, cocktail or beer when we'd go out to eat. But yeah. since she's taught me some of this stuff, I try to get a wine now. And try. I, I've been drinking mm. a lot more sparkling Good. when we go out. Good. And 
I don't know. For some reason, I feel like two glasses of wine equals one cocktail. So I try a couple well, things. Okay, wait. I was speaking of cocktails, though. Normally, I'll order a cocktail first and then a glass sure. of wine. Is that is there anything wrong with mixing oh, those? Oh, not at all. We do that a lot, too. Okay. We normally okay. start with a cocktail in our okay. house. Is there any, like, you know, there's all those rhymes, like, I think it's beer before wine. Yeah, beer before, before liquor. Liquor. Yeah. liquor. Yeah. I think you're safe with wine. <laughs> okay. It's classy enough. It's, it's when you mix, rhymes. like, beer and liquor, right, that trouble comes. Yeah, I think it's beer before liquor, never been sicker. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. I only know that because Nathan was in the <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> He's so proud of you right now. That's my girl. He's thinking. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. That's amazing. This was so this fun. This was so good. I want to keep – We maybe next time we need to do a pairing. Yeah, we could totally do a pairing. Wouldn't that I'm be fun? In. We could talk about, like, what to pair with our wine. Yes. We could do five different of, pairings, and then we could have all the things. Speaking of, yeah. Kelly does that. So, Kelly, tell people how they can Okay, yeah. How yeah, they can find you. Things. Tell them a little bit about your classes. Yes. Her mm-hmm. business is booming, people, so. It is. I'm pretty much booked out for 2020, but classes to be had oh in 2021. Gosh. For sure. And maybe a few spots. We'll see. Depends on who it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if just, it's you, Emmy, just we'll DM it. us. We'll get well, you VIP I mean, access. I know. Yeah, for any, if you cite I feel like I should have five it in. things podcast in your request, I will make it happen for 2020. <gasps> oh, my gosh. We're oh, so fancy. I'll do She's going to get overwhelmed by our tens of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so I offer public and private classes. Um, private classes okay. are like a fabulous girls' night, or I've had a lot of virtual yeah. dates booking. So Isn't that fun? Not having to oh, go out. You how can do it at your house. Fun. And we work together to pick wines for your class and what topic you want to learn about. Everything from how to taste oh, like a pro, mastering food and wine pairings, deep dive into Bordeaux, deep dive into champagne, all about sparkling. Isn't that amazing? Like you could take classes with Kelly forever. Yeah. Wine Just keep learning how to sound wine smart. That's people love oh. that one. That's a great one. That's what I. That's like what that. I try to do. Yeah. Then yeah. you can just like drop all yeah, yeah. and you sound really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just try and throw in words like tannin, <laughs> you know, things that make me sound like Aerate. I know what I'm talking about. Legs. My, my, my. This wine has legs. <laughs> well, you know, in how to taste like a pro, we yeah. talk about what that is. Oh. Nice. What the legs are, what they mean. Oh. So then you can say like, did you know that these legs actually indicate that there's something going on, either alcohol or sugar in the glass before you even taste Ooh. it, and then people will be like, how did you know that? Be like, I went to Psalm school. That's how? Yeah, I went to Psalm school. So you, I almost just cussed, but then I thought, Megan's going to tell me we're going to have to be put that E, and so I didn't. Right. Come on. Spossed Come on. It. Keep it clean. The gamay's coming out. Okay. That's right. The gamay's coming out. Oh, <laughs> she just finished her glass. Mm-hmm. Clink. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you're interested in classes mm-hmm. or memberships, I also oh, offer yes. wine memberships. Yes. Okay. Tell people about the memberships because I think it's Wait. amazing. Yeah, what's a membership? So my whole goal is to help people confidently raise their glass. And you can drink great wine without spending a ton of money, but you have to know what you're doing. And so basically, I use my background as a certified SOM, and and I used to run the largest wine education team in Napa. I worked with all of the distributors and stores out there. She's real Training their staff. So I know my wines, right? So I know how to, like, look through the inventory of a store and really find the gems, and so I offer wine memberships where I help people drink better wine without spending more. So I have a custom tier where I work one-on-one with you and help you really find new favorites and dive into your palate, like learn about why you like what you like so that when you go to a restaurant, you also know more things like, okay, I know how to describe what I like to a psalm when you're at a nice restaurant and they mm. can help me pick something. Or you can use the tools that we had today. 
So there's the custom tier, and then there's a discovery tier, and that's for people who love to adventure and bring the wine tour into their living room. So every month they get six wines, and it's based around a theme. So like this month is six countries you didn't know you should be drinking, and we're drinking from four continents, six countries, and we're really diving into regions that you've never heard of. And then like last month was patio pairing, so things that you should be drinking while you're barbecuing, things like that. So the themes change every month, and you get an education piece, so you learn all about like the theme and what it is and the wines that are in your case. And then you get six wines from your local wine store uploaded into your cart. She puts it into your cart. You tell her, like, where you want to pick up your wine. I was just going to ask. She puts it into your cart. that's so And then you just go pick it up. And then you get, like, this full sheet about, like, you know, what it is, what to drink it with. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is so fun. I love this. Megan just really had not sold you enough to me, Kelly. (laughs) Just keeping her to myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if you're interested in any of that, you can find me on Instagram at Psalm School, okay. S-O-M-M School, at Psalm School, or online at Psalm School Wine, www.psalmschoolwine.com. Perfect. And that's where I am. Okay. Well, and we'll link to those. We'll link to both of those in the show yep. notes. Yep, yep, yep. And on Instagram, too. But definitely check her out. <gasps> that is so cool. I mean, and like, I, I texted her recently, and I was like, <laughs> I need some, like, I wanted to make sure I had like the right wine glass like especially when Nate and Kelly are over. Yeah. And she like links oh, yeah. to like her favorite glassware oh, on her yeah. website. Like there's a ton of stuff on there. Yeah, I've done all the research for you. Mm-hmm. Because it is overwhelming. And there's a lot of gimmicky, gadgety stuff with wine. Right? It's like weddings. You put the word wedding in front of it and you can like do whatever you want people buy it. Same with wine. Right. Yeah. Just use, she's so narrowed it all down. Other the gadgets. I thought you were going to tell the Zinfandel story. That's where I thought you were going with. That's why I was laughing. Just share it. The decoy. No, that's your story. Which one? When you texted me a picture of you drinking. <gasps> oh my gosh. I meant to say this when I introduced you. Okay. I took a picture of my wine glass. Yeah. And then like, the picture, and I sent it to Kelly. And behind my wine glass was like a bo- the bottle that I was drinking from. And you could see probably maybe a quarter to one third of the label. Probably a quarter. Just yeah. part of the picture. There was no wording. No, there was no wording. And I was, the picture was of my wine glass, not of what was behind yeah. it. I forget, it was, Nate was coming home yeah. or yeah. something. And I was like, cheers to you. Yeah, cheers yeah. to you guys. And she's like, oh, you're drinking a decoy. And like, she knew, th- I was like, what the heck? Like, it freaked me out. I was like, is she in my home? I've actually infiltrated your nest. And I've yeah, I was it. like, oh she's gosh. here. How does she see not even a significant portion of this label and she named the wine? That's how good she is, guys. Wow. That's impressive. It was, it was really funny. Yeah, that is funny. Okay, next time, Kelly's coming back for oh, yeah. five things. And next time we're gonna do when we're, when I'm there we're gonna do it all together oh oh, and we're gonna do great. a little it may need we're gonna to be do a, a little pairing a I can see it going for a while yeah trying to manage us in person is challenging that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> very true okay I'm so excited we're gonna have to figure out when we can do that because that would be so fun all right well let's end this well we'll Kelly, get something on the book thank books. you so much my pleasure yeah, yeah thank so you so much to. for being here just, I'm so glad we finally did yeah, this I think people are gonna love it. I think we should cheers though. Before yeah, we for okay. Sure. Cheers. <gasps> cheers. Okay, to cheers. You. I'm gonna cheers the bottle. And cheers to you, cheers. Emmy. All right. Cheers. Okay. okay. Love you. Okay, love you too. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. And while you're over there, please give us a five star review. Also, give us a follow over on Instagram. We are at Five Things Podcast. That's the number Five Things Podcast. If you have any topic suggestions, we would love to hear them. So send us a DM through Instagram and we'll try to get you on the show. That's right. 
It all would not be possible without the help of Jeff and Taylor over at Good Ear Audio. You can find them on Instagram at good underscore ear underscore audio, and they can help you with all your podcast needs. We'll meet you back here next week. Thank you.